0: As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones are recommended and listener discretion is greatly advised. The storytellers the show that shows you that anyone can tell a story my name is derek and today i am joined by three wonderful storytellers plus myself and we came together to create a story so storytellers works like this i have three to four storytellers depending on whether or not i'm going to be involved in the story and i randomly select who's going to go first second third and fourth in the story based on a random number Generator that I have. Um, the story is generated by three random cards that I pull from a box called this. I ain't telling y'all that shit. I don't want y'all stealing my ideas, but it's based on random cards that I pull. And those three cards have to be used in the first segment of the story. They don't have to be what the story is about, but they have to be utilized in that first segment. Uh, each segment has to be between five and seven minutes. And after we finish our segments, so. After the first person finished their segment, they sent it to me. I took the first segment and I sent it over to the second person. The second person heard the first person segment and continued the story without bringing it to a climax or uh, ending it. And again, their segment had to be between five and seven minutes. They then sent me their segment. And this word gets interesting. I took their segment and their segment only and sent it over to the third person. The third person has to continue the story and bring it to a climax, only hearing the second person's part of the story. They can't end the story, however. And then they send their segment to me, and I send that that third segment over to the fourth person. And the fourth person has to end the story. The fourth person has to end the story never getting to hear the first half of the story, and the first person has to begin the story without ever hearing how the story actually ends. When it's all said and done, I then get the four four storytellers together for a Zoom meeting. We sit down, we listen to it, we give each other kudos, and I ask them what the fuck they were thinking about when they came up with what they said. It's usually a lot of fun. The beauty of storytellers is two things. Storytellers combines the age-old art of storytelling with the game of telephone, so you never know how it's going to turn out. We have one story where it started off with an ice cream driver who wanted to change his life. And at the end of the story, he was a mass murderer. You never know where it's going to go. And it's wonderful how it works out. So for this episode, I was joined by Stephanie, Jessica, and my boy Liquid. And we did a story based on the three cards, which were Butcher, Woods, and Engagement Ring. Now, I went first and Liquid went second and Stephanie went third. And Jess could close it out. So Jess, knowing that the three cards now were Butcher, Woods, and Engagement Ring, how many of those would you say made it all the way through to the end of the story? Absolutely
1: none. We went completely off the rails. <laughs> yep. yep.
2: <laughs> <Woo-hoo! Yeah. laughs> this one, this one, from the first part to when it got to my turn, I was like, I don't, I don't know, what, what what am I about to do with this? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It started as, far as a, a, you know, pretty, you know, Really cool, engaging story. And then I don't know if it was the record deal or the name of the yeah, song. Oh, sorry, my bad. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I, did, I, did, I my first Wait. time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No spoilers. My apologies. I do want to say
0: that I went first, and um, I apologize for nothing. First and <laughs> foremost. Secondly, Stephanie, get it out of your system right now. There are songs in this episode. Oh, hell. <laughs> it does not involve a burger, my nigga. Okay, I got I'm, you. I'm
3: fine. I'm fine. All right. Songs are fine.
0: <laughs> but there If are. I hear
3: anything about anything with, like, could be like on a bun or any ground beef or any cheese, anything, not doing it. Can't do it. Mm-mm. I will yeah. walk out.
0: So Jessica used to, or Stephanie used to actually be a host on the show. Like she was a permanent guest on the uh-huh. show until I broke everybody by making a song called Burger. And it was literally turned like in this. my
3: notice. It's like, you know what? This is no longer a um safe work environment. It's hostile now.
0: Gotta go. It was supposed to be like the rappers of that time who were like, you know, 21 Savage and Little Yachty and all of them, but I tried. I failed. I couldn't get the autotune right. But <laughs> with no further ado. Let's go ahead and hear what the fuck I'm talking about. Here's the first part of the story brought to y'all by me. You're welcome. For the last time, nah, until you can pay me what I'm worth, I will not be performing with y'all ever again. There's literally no way I should be doing 95% of the work and only getting paid one fifth of the profits. Y'all need to go back to the table with the management and figure out how to pay me more. No, nah, I'm not trying to hear that right now. I'm not concerned with your thoughts. I'm not concerned with your emotions. I'm only concerned with my money and my voice. Those are the only two things. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go. Yes, today. Yes, I'm going. I have the ring. Yes, I have the engagement ring and I'm going to propose to her today. Where are we going? Somewhere where y'all literally can't find me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not going to be on Instagram. No, you will not be able to find me. You will not be able to track me. I'm turning my phone off. This is a very important day for me. I've been planning this for the past two months and I am not going to mess it up because you want me to come out and sing It's some paltry performance where I'll barely get paid. Last time y'all did a concert, you only have 400 people there anyway. That's not even worth it for me. Do you know who I am? Of course you know who I am. You've known me since we were kids, but still. No. No. When you have a hit record, you'll understand. No, I mean by yourself. That hit record was me, and y'all were my backup. When you can do it by yourself, you'll understand. Until then, no. I gotta go. Carl hung up the phone. He was so tired of dealing with these people from his old band. It was ridiculous. They wanted him to come out and sing their songs and his songs to 400 drunk people in a bar that was standing room only. And why? He was only going to get paid a fifth of the money for all of the work. While they were in the back changing clothes, he'd be in the front singing his solo music. There was no way to save his voice. And tonight of all nights, he needed his voice. Because tonight was the night. He had been planning to marry Lachey for the past two months. He knew it. Every time he looked in her eyes, just, it was over for him. And Carl knew that he wanted to be as close to her as possible for the rest of his life. Whatever it took, even if it meant him putting aside the music that they couldn't afford him for anymore in the first place, and just being a house husband. Whatever it took to make her smile, he was all in. Carl took a look at the engagement ring he had bought her. 16 carats. It was a big ass ring. He couldn't afford this a few years back. It was incredible how far music had taken him. And he'd be damned if he was going to go back down into that hole with his fake ass, bunk ass, untalented ass co workers that they called a band. The only people that he needed was himself and Lachey. That was it, and his manager. His manager took care of business for him, even though he'd have to talk to his manager about allowing his old bandmates to find a way to call him in the first place. Even though they had grown up with each other and known each other since junior high school, they were not friends like that anymore. They had grown in different directions. He had grown up and gotten successful, and they stayed where they were, and he couldn't respect that. But you know what? That wasn't the big deal. No more focusing on them. Carl took a deep breath. Now it's time to focus on my future. Now it's time to focus on Lachey. He picked her up at about 7 p.m. It was getting dark outside. Hey, baby. Hey, boo. Come on. I got a surprise for you. Are we going to dinner? No, you'll see. Are we going to an amusement park? You'll see. Are we going to the movies? You know that new, um, Gold Adam movie is coming out and I really want to see it. Nah, we're not going there. We'll we'll go there in a couple days. You'll see. (sighs) Fine. Lachey hated surprises. And as she sat back in her seat, Carl smiled as she kept trying to think in her head of where he was taking her to. The truth was, he was taking her somewhere they had never been before. His father owned a cabin in the woods. And it was beautiful. Log cabin, furnished, lake right outside of it, and remote. Nobody would be able to bother them. And once she said yes, because of course she was going to say yes. She had been dropping hints about marriage for the past month. She was the one who took him to the mall, which who goes to the mall, and stopped in front of a ring store and oohed and nod for like 20 minutes over this very same ring. Once she said yes, they'd be able to make sweet love to his number one song. You know, Unleash the Dick. It was a regional hit, but it was big in Japan. And that's all that mattered to him, because as long as the hits kept coming in on Spotify, he could keep making more music. Unleash the Dick was his second big song, after the G-string song. Those two songs pushed him into the stratosphere. He thought back on how it all started. It didn't matter anymore. He wasn't going to look back ever again. He was only looking forward to the future with him and Lachey and their babies. He'd teach them to sing early. they start off singing in the church choir just like he did. And then when they were seven and eight, they would start their own band. They would call it Carl. That was the whole name of the band. He thought it was wonderful. Everybody should love it. They finally arrived at their destination. Lachey looked around. There were rose petals all along the ground, leading to the front door of the cabin. This is beautiful, Carl, Lachey said, giving him a quick peck on the lips as she walked into the cabin. Carl smiled and followed behind her. Since there was no service on his phone, he just left it in the car. Nobody was going to steal it. They were where nobody could literally find them. He closed the door to the car and walked towards the cabin. He was so excited to get in, he didn't even lock the door to the cabin. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Silence filled the outside air. And then there came the sound of the emergency broadcast system. from the Joliet State Penitentiary. He was convicted of five counts of murder in the first degree. The murders were gruesome and it was a spree killing. Be very cautious. He was last seen going towards the woods. If you see him, do not attempt to apprehend him. Call the police and lock your doors. (laughs) <laughs> so let's start with you jessica now that you know how it began i'm
1: just singing. uh how did we get here <laughs> yes, I'm just... Just here.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> let me tell you how we got here real quick so first of all my wife and I, my beloved wife and I, earlier the day that, that we that I recorded my segment, we're talking about Cisco because he was in a reality show that we were discussing from a while back. It was like him and Keith Sweat and uh, Drew Hill. And he was like, I'm going to Japan rather than tour with Drew Hill, because it's not financially viable. I had just shown her the video of them getting together and singing Beauty. Um, mm. which is, you know, spectacular, but still. Yes. Um, And we were talking about how much it wouldn't be beneficial to him to get back with Drew Hill because he'd have to sing his songs while they were in the back changing everything. So he'd be risking his voice. So to split the money and do all the work didn't seem viable. Came home. That's where, of course, Unleash the Dick, Mm -hmm. Unleash the Dragon,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. the G-string song, the thong song. But on top of all that, it was also... And Stephanie, I know you remember this, the Omarion saga, where he called the rest of B2K his backup dancers and then got summarily clowned by the whole fucking group. That was in there. You too. mean like last quarter? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. This. Yes. Yes. It's all coming together now. Plus yep. Gold Adam, the movie.
3: Mm hmm. I'm screaming. So let me just explain something. Um, Check your email because I've, again, tendered my resignation because some (laughs) song with dick in it. I'm like, you know what?
0: I'm out. I'm out. Gone. (laughs) I got it. But Unleash the Dick would be a hit. And this, like literally, the nigga made a song called Let Me See That Thong. And that was the whole song. So if I made a song called the G-String song, it would be big in Japan. Fun fact about that
3: song, there is literally only one verse.
0: Mm-hmm. Sang 19 times while that like, nigga runs across ooh, hands. Mm, mm. And where the fuck is it that sunny in Baltimore at a beach? Get the fuck out of my face. Jessica. Excuse me, that's supposed
3: to be in Miami. I'm going to need um, you to um, stop um, trying to um, do oh. this with me. I was, saying, was that, this, that was
0: Baltimore? I was, no, I, was I just... It me. was Uh-oh. not.
3: No, okay. he's <laughs> okay, only doing I, this because Stephanie is from Baltimore and he thinks this shit is funny. You know what? I can't help you. it if the dudes who went from singing at the Fudgery about Fudge then got a big record deal and then one of them got blonde and then platinum blonde hair and then lost his platinum blonde ass mind.
0: <sighs> that, was, that, that was bars. <laughs> I, I, I have no words, but I that's how the story came about. And I was like, you know what? This was written um, in October. You know, it was I was feeling Halloweenish, so I was like, "Let me put a mass murder into it and an unlocked door, and alley-oop it on over the liquid and see what happens next."
2: Yeah, I don't know. If I'm to, I don't, yeah, that was. <laughs> this, <laughs> that was. I didn't know what to think. Can I speak freely now, or are we? Are we? about my part yeah about your part yeah okay yeah okay so i didn't know what the hell i was doing at first i'm like what, what i guess i sat you ever sat and just stared at something to seeing what would appear in, in after a couple of seconds yeah. couple of minutes or whatever that was me you know i'm sitting here looking at it i'm listening i said he did not just he did Let me go play that back real quick hold on he said unleashed it
0: you took notes I like okay. The part where I, I like the part where I just pictured in my mind you writing down the words "unleash the dick" and then just look I at had, it. yeah, yeah I, was,
2: I was like, I, I was like, I, don't, I, I was like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Because because I think it wasn't the the song title that threw me off. It was the amount of energy you put in in in, in the emphasis. Of this, of the words in the song, I don't know. If y'all, y'all just heard that, right? You, uh, mm-hmm. Unleashed the, you know, it just went right at you. And I'm, I have. <laughs> Think I glitched
0: on that moment. Like, <laughs> the name of the well, album, y'all didn't even like, let me say the name of the album. The name of the album was coming at you.
3: <laughs> Hi, girl, you know what? See, I like how he added like seventeen Ks to
0: Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: name. It was like. It was like it was guttural. It came from the, yes. the deeper it's part like, of the It's like, Yeah, right Q-U-E. there. You see, see, there you go. Yeah. D-I-C-Q-U-E.
1: Unleash the dip. No, there's no, a Y in there. There has to be a Y. In there. Beyonce okay. thick. Oh, you, you went there. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay Leave Queen B out of this. <laughs> yeah,
2: this, is, this is intense. I said, first, I said, wait, this part one? You okay. know what, Jess?
3: I need to, because let me tell you something. I do not want to hear that like, rat tat at Ooh. my door because blue Ivy just came to <laughs> shut down my internet.
2: That's <laughs> all yeah, you so
3: you've been having that. a little bit too much time. Uh-huh. You've been doing... Yeah, just shut it down. Yeah. Mm. Think about your life, okay? With silence. No Look. connection to no one.
0: <laughs> Look. there. Of course, a guy who would name his children's band Carl... Would have his, have his first song called Unleash the Dick. Like, it's like, and I feel like he brought it to, to concert goers like that. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Are y'all ready? Yeah. It's time to unleash the dick.
2: Dead, dead, dead. See, right, so right
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh my God. Uh,
3: yeah. This would be a perfect <laughs> skit. It for would. Them. It
2: really would. Wait, wait. wait. Quick, quick question. Who who would, who would uh, be the singer? Who would sing the Who would Be the Lean Sigger? Would it be Jordan or Jordan? It would be Jordan. Or it would be Jordan, right? Yeah, it would be Jordan. Be Jordan, Jordan, right? yes. yeah. be Jordan.
0: Yeah. It would okay.
2: be Jordan. Those were all on the
0: court. Holla at your boy. I have ideas. I've been writing skits for a long time, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have fun.
3: You know what? I might have to change it. I think it might be Keegan cuz you know, he surprises me by how neat. Shmigadoon. Kind of he is. sings in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, "Hmm, it might be Keegan."
0: I mean, even though he surprises me. Even right. on, I fucking hate music cuz I like Schmigadoon. that shit's weird makes no sense okay. to me. We,
3: we're yeah. not we're not oh, okay. doing this musical slander today
0: no no musical <laughs> slander because honestly <laughs> hamilton's a shit it's just mo- more often than not because right after i finish this i'm gonna fucking watch disenchanted it's just more often than not you too
1: okay. it's so Sorry.
0: super cute i'm, right, I'm no. so excited about it <laughs> girl <laughs> girl who are you telling like when somebody sent me the trailer for that i was like R-r-r-r. hold up yes enchanted is super slept on so mm-hmm. yes Mm. Mm-hmm. It, it, for me girl. for me enchanted and then tangled are two diamond in the rough type it's disney so good. movies
1: tangled is my that I is my so like calm down I need to mm-hmm. mellow out. I watch Tangled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh. You know what? Yes. Y'all know what mine is. It's actually The
3: Emperor's New Groove because oh, I was, that like that was soon. the theater. Wow. And I tell yes. you, I we were inconsolable in the theater because that's how funny it is. It's
0: like <laughs> yes. this, this movie is <laughs> yes. shit. When that nigga and yes, Kuzco's a nigga. I don't care who did the voice. Kuzco's. A I think that's David
2: Spade. David Spade. Yeah. Oh,
0: I know David Spade did it. I just yeah. don't give a fuck. Kuzco's okay. a nigga. When that nigga <laughs> threw that all man over the railing because you ruined my groove i <laughs> fell the fuck off like i fell out nigga was moonwalking
2: <laughs> hey he was feeling it man he was feeling it man That's that, that, that new whole era was swag the whole, right there the whole era of animation um in movies during that time was just they had they had a lot of hit after after hit after hit after hit oh, up until that God. point it was great it was but, really good.
0: Yeah. The Empress New Groove, like I watched that at my aunt's house. She had it on video and I rewound it like seven times in the middle of me watching it the first time. I rewound shit several times just so I could laugh at it again. (laughs) That movie is top (laughs) 10 for me all time. Mm -hmm. Any movie, period. Any movie or just uh, overall? Not like not just animated. Okay. Any movie. It's 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 up there with Enter the Spider-Verse for me as far as animated movies. Mm hmm.
2: Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah.
0: So now that we done jumped into that, let's unleash the next part—the <laughs> dick. <laughs>
2: now, unleash it now! It just it's like almost yeah, it's it's in there now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's part two, brought to us by Liquid.
2: Lachey placed her handbag on the leather sofa, beaming at Carl as she observed the two glasses of champagne, the rose petals, and the candles leading upstairs. Carl, you know I hate surprises, but I'll make an exception this time, Lachey said, almost skiddy with excitement. What's the occasion? You'll see, Carl replied, not giving any hint of what he had in store for her. Do you want to get the chocolate-covered strawberries out of the refrigerator for me? It's just through that doorway. I'll bring the bags upstairs, and then we can just concentrate on each other the rest of the weekend. Of course, baby, Lachey said, slipping out of her heels and sauntering her way out of the kitchen. Carl watched her sway out of the room, almost forgetting about the bags, viewing her hourglass shape cover the distance. This was it, Carl thought to himself, the beginning of a new adventure with the girl of his dreams. Life couldn't get any better. Two hit singles, his career taking off, money in the bank, and an amazing girl by his side. He didn't see how anything could keep him and Lachey from reaching the stars. And this weekend was just the beginning of it all. As he looked down to grab the bags, you heard Lachey scream, but it was not one of delight. This scream was blood-curdling and full of terror. A plate shattered in the kitchen, and Carl could hear furniture scraping across the floor. Carl dropped everything he was holding and raced over to the kitchen. In the dim light, Carl could see Lachey trapped in the vice-like grip of a man towering over her. A butcher knife was held against her throat. Lachey was practically hyperventilating, her eyes bulging and tears streaming from them. Footprints of blood smeared the linoleum where the broken plate had pierced Lachey's bare feet as she ran. Carl started to rush in their direction, but the man pushed the knife harder against her neck, causing a pained squeal to escape Lachey's throat. Well, what do you want? Carl yelled. You don't have any money here. I I might have a few hundred in my wallet, but whatever cash you got on you ain't enough. The man growled. But that ring you got in your pocket, that may be a start. R- ring Lachey managed to squeak out how how did you know about that Carl asked I told him a familiar voice said from behind them Carl spun around to face a person he'd never expect someone he grew up with someone he trusted someone he thought he could call friend Rondell Carl said more of a question than a statement What the hell is going on here? I I thought I'd crash your romantic getaway and make you an offer you can't refuse, Rondell said, a tone of sick pleasure in his voice. I can't seem to get through to you any other way, so I guess I had to be a little more direct. This is about that tour thing again, Carl barked. For the last time, it's not going to happen There's no way I'm getting back with the band. Not when my solo career is taking off. Find a way to make it on your own. I thought my manager told you about that already. Yeah, about your manager, Rondell replied. He's a shrewd man, but he has a pretty big gambling problem in his spare time, Rondell said. Your manager owes some dangerous people money, a lot of money. I told him that if he could get the band back together, we could make piles of cash. He wasn't sure you'd be on board. So I figured I could give you a little push. We could make new music, release a new hit single, call it Unleash the Bitties. I don't care, as long as our lead singer is back where he belongs. So you thought... You can make it happen by threatening me and my girl, Carl spat out. Man, you're stupid. I know you. (laughs) When other kids picked on you in junior high, you were the type to run, not fight. If you thought I'd be scared of this little stunt you pulled, you just made a big mistake. Yeah, I might have run back then, but my cousin never did, Rondell said, pointing at the man still holding the knife to Lachey's neck. I was the only one of the Miller family who tried to sing his way out of fights instead of confronting my enemies. But George here, nah, he made sure people remembered his name. In and out of jail for aggravated assault, domestic violence, and with his most recent killing spree, he should have been locked away for a long time. But our friends in low places, friends in the pen who help break George out for a nice little sum of money. Now me and your manager are in dire straits. You're going to be the one to help us out. Or else I'm going to carve up this pretty little face, George whispered menacingly in Lachey's ear, bringing on another round of tears. Carl started putting the pieces together. The emergency broadcast, his manager, and Rondell calling. On separate occasions, encouraging him to rejoin the band for a tour, his manager asking him about his weekend plans that went in together. Carl had to find a way out of this and save his girl. But how?
0: Liquid, you have a radio voice. Yes, <laughs>
2: I, pre- I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and, and just I guess just for full context, I was coming out of uh, having RSV, which is spreading around like crazy. So my voice is a little bit more gravelly than it usually is. So um, I was trying my best to make it through that, and one, one take. So I would start coughing and
0: stuff. So uh, yeah, I, I don't, that. I don't know how else to say this, brother. But if that was due to uh, RSV, you better get right. that H Town in you and get that old thing back because that voice right there was just <laughs> liquid. You. Like that I was appreciate, just, I appreciate it. Thank you. That was, hey, this is a Radio Storm 98.7, and this is a uh, liquid. A quiet Storm. This I've been here. Okay. I've, I've, <laughs> every, every city I've, had the fucking quiet storm. <laughs> yes, every city did. And every single is, I've, one. I've, I've, had,
2: I've had this voice yes. since I was in the eighth grade, man.
0: Oh, so you was on the oh, phone man. with folks like, uh, hey, <laughs> hey that's, that's that's after the show but um, can I talk yeah. to can I talk to Claire Reese, <laughs> no funny Woo! thing is I, I
2: would call I would call her maybe a girl I was interested in I would call her house and her dad did not believe that I was the same age as her. he said man hey we got this get your sh- old man. ass off the
0: phone <laughs> exactly <yep>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Hey, Mr. I'm uh, talking evening, Mr. to a
0: young man. You
3: don't <laughs> right. sound like no yes. damn young no, man.
2: No. Hey, we work together? No, we don't work together, Mr. Jenkins. I don't
0: know. I don't, we don't work together. <laughs> I come over here and funny. prove it. <laughs> <laughs> right. To go across cross town? Like <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If you're a young man, Come over here and say it to my face, right? <laughs> Not say it to my face, child. Well, I mean, that's if right a guy down. who's supposed to be thirteen calls me with a twenty-six-year-old <laughs> voice,
2: supposed to be thirteen. <laughs> but that's but that's all that <laughs> you're allegedly the time,
0: thirteen. Though. Like
2: oh, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm I'm calling Clarice about our uh, group assignment you. that we have. Yep, ain't gonna be no group assignments around here, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: But i have been, been dealing with that my whole life, man. Oh my goodness. When, All I, when I was in I'm high about school. to do was
0: fuck you up. Bring it on over, nigga.
2: You, y'all remember that, you remember that show <laughs> and movie 21 Jump Street, though? Yeah, yeah. watch that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I got to, and I tell this story a lot because it's so funny. When I got to ninth grade, I was in high school. And when, you know, being a small freshman, you know, 13, 14 years old, and with a little Eddie Murphy um, mustache, starter kit mustache, right? I would be I would be in class with upperclassmen and I would pass out papers and they'll say, Oh no, thank you. And I'd say you're welcome. And this <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what grade you in? No. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a freshman. <laughs> Stop lying. No, you're not. So it's this rumor started spreading around school that I was a narc and I was in some 21 jump street <laughs> program. This is, oh, uh, this is a true story. The oh, true story. This is a true story. They thought God. I was a cop and I had the mustache and thought I was like some sort of undercover cop or whatever. Oh, my and, God. and and what bolstered their claim. That I was a uh, part of the narc program was the dang uh, the the deputy that we had at our school knew me because we lived in the same neighborhood, so he knew me by name. He was like, "Hey, Lick, what's mm. going on, man? Hope you've been doing well." And so he would shake my hand and everything. He would have. I was like, and then I looked over, and some of the kids who thought I was a cop would say, "See, I told you. See, that's his partner right there." You point back. I was like, <laughs> so I had to live with my whole first year of high school. I had to live that down. So no, I am not a cop. I'm a student. Oh my god! I just happen to have. A really resonant voice. That's it.
0: Oh but my yeah. god. Yeah. So, well, remember, so when
2: you mentioned that, I was like, Yeah, you know, I gotta tell them that story. So yeah, it's uh it's been it's been with my whole life. I've been I've been getting that. And so <laughs> that and the Barry White stuff and, and all that good stuff. So yeah.
0: See, <laughs> see, see, this is more for my nigga Scar who's floating around out there somewhere. <laughs> see, Scar, it's you may have a voice there. you think is is a, <laughs> a high voice. You may think you have a high voice compared to mine, Scar, but then Mm-hmm. I walk in the niggas like liquid and I'm like, well, shit, like, okay, I thought I was doing something. This is like, <laughs> this is like when a six foot one inch dude is standing next to a five foot seven inch dude. And then they walk <laughs> away and I'm like shorty. And then they walk over and they walk up to somebody who's six foot nine. And they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, I I appreciate that's a that's a very colorful analogy. I appreciate that, (laughs) brother. Yeah,
0: voice, Jessica. So, Jessica, has the story gotten more towards where you were at the end now? A little bit,
1: yes. A little tiny bit, yes. Okay, I'm I'm
2: I'm intrigued. Piqued my interest because for a second
1: I was just like, oh man. I do. <laughs> yes. You know what? Well, I do are, appreciate. I suffering violence mess. that don't deserve it, but I think
3: they did. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, they
3: deserve it.
0: So, liquid. What were you thinking when you came up with this excellent part? Oh, I get a professional writer. Wait, what? I, I got a professional writer. Yeah, you're fucking with me. You're fucking yeah. with me. Professional.
2: Who? writer? Can't tell you all my trade secrets, but I'll, I'll tell you after the show.
0: So, so, so you got a ghostwriter. Oh, that's what it sounds like he's saying. Oh, that's dope. I don't no. even know how to feel about that.
2: No, I'm messing with you, man. So that's I what I went, yeah, okay. So essentially, well, just getting the, because you gave me such a hell of a story. I was like, how do you even continue something like this? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm looking at it. I'm laughing. I was like, okay, well, try to piece it all together and just and just and, and see what happens and so that's pretty much what that was the idea and process behind it just trying to put piece all the um get everything together i like i liked watching soap operas growing up with my grandmother so it kind of reminded me of that when you um you know, despite the the funny song name and stuff like that there was a there was a, a great framework and uh foundation for a story so piecing it all together and you know, seeing what happens. So, and when you when you said you liked it I said, like, "Oh, okay, cool." So, I, I, let's see, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. Let's see what happens going forward. Oh. The funny thing is, I had a, I was like, mm, "Do I do I break my my reputation by becoming a little more raunchy when I record this, or do I try to not?" Uh, okay. I was like, mm, "Okay, that's why I said bitty." So I saw you was laughing when I
0: recorded. I was like,
2: "Cause I started laughing too." I was like, "You know, this is fun." So this it was it was brand new. So. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was hilarious. At least the menace menace. I can't even say it. I can't. Stephanie, what were your thoughts on his segment?
3: (laughs) I was like, how can I go next and not end the story? And I went,
2: Oh, it was an evil laugh? I went into this. (laughs) Wait, 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 can you see my hands? Can you see my hands? Did you do this when you started laughing? or did you lean back shit. in your chair and say <laughs> I like, perhaps
3: <laughs> i was very much on my mr burn shit this is oh, okay okay okay, okay. okay. the
2: that, that excellent was
0: excellent okay that was mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good that's good <laughs> jessica what do you think about liquid spark
1: i thought it was dope i um enjoyed some of the imagery and especially when they were in there and he was whispering in his ear and he went into this AMR, ASMR level deepness. <laughs> it's about the
0: to become deep. black woman's yes, favorite episode. He was about to
1: slice up old girl. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, I feel it. I'm here.
0: I'm here in the story. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to get, I I'm going to get it. Apple reviews. The podcast was great, but where can I find liquid at? <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you. My God. With no further ado, <clears throat> hold on, let oh. me make my voice deeper real quick. Hold up. Deep voice, deep voice. Like, hello. Um, nah, but seriously. Seriously. I
1: can actually make my voice really deep. Really? To I'm interested. I sound like a, 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 a guy.
0: I to I, I, I used to, to prank that.
1: people all the time.
0: No, this, no this ain't I would love to. I, <laughs> I need you to do. I need oh, to Oh, well, he this. said need. So I, I don't I, do I, it
1: often because it frees people out. I'm like, I had a whole baby. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with you there, sir. So <laughs> yes. no, if, you, if, yes. if you're willing no. to indulge.
0: No, I got a fresh haircut. Just unleash the voice. <laughs> Hold on. I can't laugh while I do it because I'm
1: messing Okay, gotcha.
0: Hey,
2: what's up? How you doing? My name Jess.
0: And <laughs> hey, you know what? Due to the fact that what end up is here? if they say
1: that we can pretty good, literally that, that was good. If you I could sing point. my range, would be incredible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> one the one of the guys okay, Jess, that was good. Job. That was really
3: Jess, good. I mean, I have a question for you. Are mm-hmm. you teaming up with your brother so that they could catfish? Catfish me and call me a fat ass Kelly Price. Is that what's happening right now? Oh,
0: no.
2: <laughs> Kelly Price. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was Stephanie on the block like she was a friend of mine. <laughs> Dang. That catfish
3: episode lives in infamy. Like, why would you do this to me? Because you called me a fat ass Kelly Price. Wait, it's, what? No, that, oh,
2: man. That, that was that like, was man.
3: I was like, the petty knows no
0: bounds. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. Was, like, so people go to some
2: pretty dark places for the petty. Yeah,
0: they do. Okay, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get to part three. Here's Stephanie's segment of the story.
3: As Carl's wheels were turning in his head, he looked up and he saw her tears. He saw the fear in her face. And then the ring in his pocket started to get heavy. She was his whole world. How can he put her in this situation? How did he let this happen? How was he not paying more attention? And then he had a swift thought I knew everything was going too well. Life was just too good. That had never happened to Carl. He reflected. All the things that have ever happened that just went from bad to worse. Things like this don't ever work out for him. And he should have been better prepared. Of course, he couldn't just break free from this group and go solo and be (sighs) successful. He knew it. And he had to think, the only good thing that's happened to me is her is the Shay. and he he couldn't just let this happen he couldn't just let the best thing that has ever happened to him some harm or her just be gone he let out a long sigh <sighs> if i give you what you want You'll leave her be. You'll leave her alone. You won't come after her anymore. How many songs you need? Whole album, a tour. What is it? What would make this go away? What would make you leave us alone? Hondell (laughs) chuckled. Oh, man, don't do that. You know we are good. I can't give you that. Man What if we do a good album tour do well You just gonna walk away from all of that Is that what you're saying Come on man We ain't gonna let you walk away from that So you're saying you're gonna do it We got a deal Yeah I'll do the songs I'll come back to the group Let her go, man. Y'all got what y'all wanted. He patted his pocket. I just wanted to give her this. Baby, I'm sorry. George let Lachey go. I'm so sorry, baby. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. It's never going to end, baby, if I don't. Carl, look at me. She grabbed his face. She used her thumbs to massage his cheeks. They had been, they started to get wet because he was crying. Oh, baby. What did I tell you in Niagara? I love you. I'm going to protect you. You're safe with me. Remember that? I said it right there after the fireworks at the falls. Do you remember me saying that to you? I do, baby, but I gotta do this to protect you. Right now I gotta protect you. (laughs) No. You don't. Carl didn't watch her move. He had noticed how swiftly she had moved until he saw her pull out a very small gun from the front. The coat she had on had a small little pocket in the front, it was always very well hidden is her favorite coat and he is just now realizing she brings this coat everywhere. I don't know why George didn't notice or feel where she had it but his wide eyes showed he really hadn't paid attention. Lachey put one hole In the middle of his forehead. And then she turned. And she shot Rondell in the knee. He started screaming in pain. You really thought you had something, didn't you? You really thought that. Didn't you? You thought you were going to fuck up my happy. You thought. After all I put into this. I'm going to let your raggedy ass take it from me. <laughs> well let me give you the same speech. I gave to my raggedy ass daddy. When he was sitting there. Counting out coins. Coins. To play on one more slat. You ain't ruining this for me. I'm not letting another man get in front of my happiness ever. But you know what? You ain't my call. Lachey walked over and pressed the gun to Carl's chest. Baby, everything he did to you, this should be yours. What do you want to do?
1: <clears throat> so I'm having an epiphany here because a piece in the puzzle <laughs> just got unlocked. Mm-hmm. It, it just got unlocked, and I, I definitely it was a corner piece, and I definitely put a centerpiece in there. So. <laughs>
0: Ow. We'll see it in a minute. Ow. I, I just have a question, Stephanie. Nope. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, did you Did you mean to give Rondell Lucius Lyon's voice? Hey, man. Hey, man. We going to do this, man. You know, you thought I was going to let you out for this one, man? Nah, we building the empire, man. Look at me, man. Repeat after me. We in charge, man. That was dope. I, I listened to it before I listened to all y'all stuff. Cause of, of course I have to edit it for clarity and, um, and things of that nature. But as I listened to it, my grin just got bigger and bigger and bigger as this turned from the story of Carl to the story of a black woman saying never again. I said this before and I'm 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 never going through this shit again. Nope. I told my daddy. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I ain't going through this again. And it went from Cisco, honestly. It went from Cisco to Tina Turner.
3: What's love got to do? got like to do to,
0: it. To, to the nigga who i don't even know what her name is the nigga who threw grits in al green's face it went to those places <laughs> and i was like this is dope,
2: this it, is was, dope. it was, it, oh, was, it, was it was it was incredible it ratchet up the tension um um yes. to even higher levels I, I, it was very gripping because i was listening to it because i was like man this is really good the continuation of the scene set before and then it, it takes a really Uh, melancholic, but yet very intense turn you yeah, know because I, I was because when you say raggedy i i'm I, I couldn't control myself I, was, I said good thing i'm not being um I'm off mic right now because it was hilarious that, that <laughs> raggedy. for a lot of us in the black community man when someone calls you raggedy or which, whichever good way child. it's done that's like a gut punch what is it yo, raggedy <laughs> <laughs> raggedy. Yes. raggedy right exactly like that yes. that has ended family gatherings like yes. you know when the two people get into it say like, hey you know you just what
3: his raggedy ass exactly oh. what you
2: <laughs> 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 so when it was done, I felt it. I said, Yeah, that that was a, that was a greatly delivered line. <laughs> it really was. And also, too, and now I've never personally gone through this. Hope no one has never gone through this, but man, I've seen stories where people say, if you ever get shot in the knee, it's one of the most painful things you can ever experience. Getting shot, well, getting shot is one thing, but getting shot in the knee, ooh, that was. Man, you want that, that was that's we wanted someone to suffer, mm. <laughs> and of course it's not a felony. So, um, so yeah, Pink, anyway, we're, we're, it's <laughs> not a felony. <laughs>
0: Let
3: me put these notes down. that's not
2: a. felony. You know, <laughs> anyone ever remember? Uh, remember Chappelle's show when um World Series of Dice? When uh, anyone ever seen that? No, never seen that. Uh-huh. No, yeah.
1: I. Have oh, you that. That. Okay,
2: so you remember, remember when? <laughs> remember oh, when uh, yeah. Linda Washington was talking to you know Charlie Murphy's character. And he aimed below the 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 knee and he shot him in the knee. <laughs> he, and the and the comment like, see, he shot there and see he knows his crime, he knows his law very well. If he shoots him in the knee, that's not a felony. So it's so all just like <laughs>
1: just to bring that. Back. It's because it's me yeah. and felony, felony, yeah. Knee, yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> oh my okay, God. I'm sorry for the dad joke.
2: My, my apologies, y'all. My bad. I just wanted I to point out me. that that was a that, like I said, that beautiful continuation of the story, though. Fabulous yes. job. Seriously, I
1: tried to match your energy because it was very. Oh, and you, you really did. You you did. I was like, okay. I, I, felt, I felt
2: I felt that. That was it. Was it was very and synchronous. That was good. That was I can't good. wait to see. I'm like, I was like.
3: I don't know who gonna follow this. This is gonna be great
2: because oh. some some
3: other niggas that's dying. I'm like, let me tell you something. You gonna fuck up my
0: happy. I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna start shooting. It. I love you know, that you know too. We should make that, that, a, should shirt.
2: You know that should a shirt. You know That should be a shirt. Yeah. The scene. itself. Uh, um, my last thought. Um. Anyone ever seen Power? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remind
0: not me. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, it reminded me <laughs> one Yo, of them rabbit is named uh, Ghost. Oh. <gasps> <gasps> It,
2: it it reminded me of one of those kind of scenes out from Power, Pal- like one of those intense scenes like whether it's either Tommy mm. or Kanan or um like a confrontation of sorts. And you know, it's, it's it, it reminded me of one, it reminded me of one of those kind of things. So it was very, very gripping storytelling.
3: Really? You. Okay. Because yeah. I've never watched power. And so it's funny that Rashady said, um, it made like Michelle Volusius, I'm like I wasn't even thinking about Empire when I did it, and now I can't unhear this. <laughs> so
2: if you're, if you ever get into the show and you, when you watch one of those those and one of those more dramatic and, and intense scenes, you're like yo, you can hark back to this and he's like, okay, I see, I see what Liquid was talking about. So just just keep that in mind if you ever watch it.
0: Don't don't watch it. Oh, I do, uh, see.
3: I've never watched Power, and I literally fell off Empire. Empire is one of those things where if you just stop watching a few episodes, all of a sudden you don't know what the fuck is happening
2: yeah and oh, I'm pretty like, much <laughs> gotta be committed pretty, it's yeah. like you gotta
3: be because it's like and i'm not going back to restart it absolutely the fuck not
0: don't blame you <laughs> so jessica we have gone from beginning to yes. end
2: oh my goodness
0: we gone all the way through this bad boy and now we're at you so <sighs> before we get into your part <laughs> how are you feeling
1: You know, I'm feeling like we did definitely take some twists and turns that weren't intended from the (laughs) (laughs) get-go, but we aren't quite as off track as I was thinking from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so... No, I'm trying yeah. not to spoil anything, but.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure, as a matter of <laughs> Unlike me, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry about that. My apologies. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and get to Jessica's part. Here's part four.
1: Carl looked at this woman, his woman, with new eyes. Her mouth was turned to sharp, resolute angles that he had never seen before. For a moment, He teetered on the precipice of desire and disgust. She looked almost feral, and he couldn't help but associate the carnal scene that lay before him. Blood, a dead body, Rondell's writhing and never-ending screams with her. She caused this. It was unladylike, gutter moves, but it saved his life in more ways than one. As he felt the hot gun buried deep into his heartbeat, it was as if all the rushing blood there was pushed into his eardrums. Bum, 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 bum. What was he thinking about a moment ago? When he was wallowing in his own self-pity, he was thinking about how it never seemed to work out for him, right? How stupid it seemed to be sighing while Lachey Was strategizing. She was smart, fearless, ferocious, his phoenix, a being who rose from the ashes of this mess and the apparent gutter that was her past to rectify the cruel hand of fate. A light switched on in his mind, revulsion to reverie. She was a goddess, his goddess, and he would forever be in her temple. Lachey was right. Nothing was going to come in between them and happiness, even if they had to wade through six feet of blood to get to it. George and Lachey, Bonnie and Clyde, baby. He pointed to the gun in her hand. Hey, 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 give me that. We can't let this come back on us. He grabbed her petite little pistol and while Rondell was screaming and writhing in pain on the floor, he overpowered him and placed the gun in his hands, using it to make Rondell shoot himself. The air grew eerily quiet without his groans and death filled the air. But they, they were two survivors. He held her for the briefest moment let's get out of here so they did their best to set the scene to get out of this scot-free they put on one of the group's deep cuts a piece where the beat was nothing more than a nine millimeter symphony and turned it to full blast bra 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 taking one last look at the room where they became killers they did their best to calmly walk out of the studio In contrast with their cold, calculated actions, this walk of shame was a little bit awkward. They kept looking over their shoulders back and forth as they made their escape into the night. As the adrenaline wore off and they were miles away from the studio, they felt they could finally breathe. (sighs) Relief. They looked at each other. He looked deep into her eyes. There ain't enough bars and lyrics for this night, he said to her. It was an attempt to lighten the mood. She looked at him. Her stoicism in the midst of all this was unsettling, but also seductive. It's probably enough for a hit album, she said offhandedly, before pausing to give him a more meaningful gaze. A solo album. He could barely wrap his mind around this. They were technically fugitives before the sorry cops in this town would label it gang violence and call it solved. After this night, life wouldn't be normal. It would either be a memory they repressed or impending doom that they would sidestep. But whatever came next, they would do it together. They would be happy together. They were going to make it no matter what. Suddenly, it was as if there was a schism in the fairy tale that was currently coding his mind. He thought about it. Those were his boys at one point in time. Now, they were all gone. It was only her. He almost bent himself in two with this sudden onset of reality, of grief. Then it was as if someone pressed play on the soundtrack of his mind. She caressed his back and began to kiss his neck. The static of his mind suddenly got tuned to a radio station of temporary bliss. It was nonstop D'Angelo. Nothing even matters at all. Ball. Not even if my boss should call The world, seems so very small Cause nothing even matters At
0: all Jessica Yes I, I, I would, uh, my wife would murder me She would literally, literally punch me in my throat And hold me under the water until no more bubbles came up in the throat Man, if i didn't say whose song because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know she's a huge lauren fan so she was like wait who song because my wife listens while i'm editing everything and she was like that was dope mm-hmm. what the fuck were you thinking though like what what was going through <laughs> your mind when you came up with that because i personally from beginning to end i thought that was spectacular but i want to know how you came up with such majesty
1: I was thinking about Common Testify because uh, Stephanie's story put that into my mind because it seemed like she shifted things when she pulled out the gun. Like he Mm -hmm. didn't know that she was paying heat, number one. He didn't know that she always kept it with her, number two. Mm -hmm. So she was really reading like this person who had a lot more going on than he expected. And so, you know, he was scared of that in the moment. So, you know, I wanted to kind of write towards that.
0: Liquid, what were your thoughts? It's, I think it's incredible
2: how <laughs> you could take a premise and pass it along to different people mm-hmm. and get their perspective. And uh, cause it's a challenge, right? It's like, okay, it's, cause it's not something you started. So you, you're just, you're doing your best to, you know as you take the baton and you're trying to make it a cohesive story and, and keep it gripping and interesting. And so it's just incredible after listening to all four of these parts. What what started out from, you know, (laughs) unleashing something to D'Angelo, like it's like it's it's. (laughs) I think that I think that's that's incredible. I think that's really incredible. I I thought it was a. I think uh, if you're looking at the art of storytelling, right? I love how it started out with the funny, wacky premise, then the intensity, the drama, the it started it started going high it started getting more and more intense i just mm-hmm. love the way how you ended everything like we just gently landing right it's, it wasn't like a, a turbulent crash or anything it was just a beautiful and melodic way to end things i thought that was incredible that, that was really good that was that was inc- i liked it a lot so i can and i think one of the parts that really got me i think when you uh it was very poetic you said the static of, of, of his mind right the static i was like
0: oh then bars
2: yeah that was that was was a poet's way of of being able to talk about you know the the nature of having too much in your mind so that really really stuck out to me
0: the schism (laughs) of the static in his mind (laughs) i was just like that is a (laughs) written word it is that will never be replicated and you write poetry i
1: did i did quite a bit oh, so okay yes yep. i haven't okay. I, I haven't written anything new in a few years now so. right
2: but you definitely you definitely still got it they, they create that creativeness is it's there you can it tell a
0: a long time ago a long long time ago i wanted to put together a podcast where uh black poets came on and did like an open mic night sort of thing. And you just brought poetry. Your poetry, whether it was a freestyle poem or something you wrote and you would just do poetry while music played in the background, a nice jazz track, Robert Glasper or something of that nature.
3: That's a dope idea.
0: And I could never get enough poets. I could never get enough black poets at that time. Mm. And then shortly after open mics became like a big thing um, in, in a lot of our areas and so now I, I just I didn't even think about it any longer. But hearing that and knowing like like you said that you did open mic or uh, do, wrote poetry, there there's no way I don't think I know too many black folks who wrote poetry who didn't do open mic nights. Like didn't right. do the open I actually
1: mic did mic not. You, never I did not. No. Girl. I, I I always felt like I never read as well as it sounded in my head so i never really got into that my husband on the other hand he did some spoken word stuff um,
2: mm. so. <laughs> oh See? okay two creative minds and union that's really cool
0: <laughs> exactly so that's beautiful that's that beautiful. was that was stephanie what you think like that was that was the crescendo to your story like that was right like, yeah that was the man, end of what y'all, y'all,
2: y'all handled that sis y'all <laughs> said that one man y'all and you would have <laughs>
3: thought that we had somehow talked. Right. our two parts, <laughs> and we did not. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Kill these niggas. And then right off into the front
1: <laughs> listening to Lauren
3: Hill. Because she said, what she said, um, D'Angelo, I was like, now hold on. Now hold on, second glasses. <laughs> I'm a, lo- I am a miseducation fanatic. And I was like, Great, first album. of all, I love this fucking song. And I was like, nothing really matters. Yes.
1: Adam. music
0: was thank you. You're you're <laughs> welcome. Like, when yes. you said it, like,
3: Come on, soundtrack. When murder you said it,
0: I was like, you know. What? I was like, you know, even if it takes me the rest of the night, I am going to find the perfect part of that song. And I am going to close out with that song. Um and then my wife was like, But that's not D'Angelo. And I was like, D'Angelo's harmonizing in the background. So the folks who know, right, know. right. The folks exactly. who don't right. know will hear it and be like, didn't you say D'Angelo? So really white people. yes. Um, <gasps> it's, it's it's Lauren Hill featuring D'Angelo. He's on the second verse. If you want to hear it, go on Spotify. It's the miseducation of Lauren Hill. It's a classic. Listen yep. to the whole fucking Relatively. album. Most notably. We'll run into that song in the, in the
2: midst years. of it. Mm-hmm.
3: One of the best... Uh, I will say, it's like, unless you could have found the version of D'Angelo singing um, with her and not that boy who said, you know what, cancel me. And Black folks went, okie doke, you're on. It's like, yeah, I need this version with D'Angelo. Because I'm like, yeah, he sounds so much richer than Daniel Caesar
1: right now. But it's like, you couldn't find that. It's like, this is fine, because that was my shit. No, it's dope to think about. In his mind, the D'Angelo version was playing her mind, Lauren. Lauren.
0: (laughs) But I mean, just thinking about this story and the way it all turned out, I really do love the dynamics here. Because, first of all, I have to say this Lachey is my beloved wife's middle name. Oh, nice. And i would drop the world to protect her but then we would bump heads we i turn i drop the world to protect her and i turn around and see her dropping the world too to protect me and that's exactly what i feel like a relationship is it's two people who are willing to sacrifice themselves a part of themselves for each other um and sometimes it's as small as I was out at the store buying a burger and I thought about you. So I got you some food too. Sometimes it's not nah, nigga. Your career need to keep going. I told you I was going to protect you. There's levels to it, but at the same That's time, true. there's a, there's a moment in your relationship where it really stops being just about you mm-hmm. and it starts being about y'all. It starts becoming yeah. that plural. And when that plurality hits, that's when I feel like the relationship goes to another level. Whether you're married or you're dating or whatever it may be, when it gets to that level where you're like, I thought about you. Not like that old sappy, oh yeah, I was at work today and you crossed my mind and I was just smiling and I was- It's sappy. <laughs> yeah, no. The real I thought about you was, baby, yeah. I knew that you, know, yeah. you were doing this and so I did this. I knew that right. you were going through this, so I did this. My wife is now working in a job that she's wanted her entire life. That's beautiful. And so when I get home from work, I make sure the dinner's done. I make sure that the, that everything's cleaned up and ready for her. I make sure that there's a hot bath and all that kind of stuff. So when she comes mm. in, she can rest and relax. It's not something she asked me to do. It's not something she demanded that I do. It's just I noticed that you're doing this let me step into and fill this role i mean i'm already a caterer so the cooking was already there but as far as the rest of the aspects so you could just walk in and relax it's it's that and so when you did this where he's like i gotta protect you and she's like nah nigga, i already got you it's game over i already got you it's a wrap those are the relationships that I love, and they don't talk enough about those kind of relationships in real life. And I'm sorry to be we about would just, this for a moment. We would
2: just talk about that before, before we got started, didn't we? Was talking about how they don't really talk. Uh, yeah. We just we, this this is fate, right? We I was, just, go right. Ahead, go ahead, sis. Go because ahead. Because
3: because the thing about it is, I when I'm listening to you think about it, and I think that's the reason why I wanted to put into the story the notion that a woman is protecting her man because Mm -hmm. Black women, we are protective about people that we love. And for some odd reason, this is getting lost somewhere and people are like, oh, Black women ain't loyal. They're not protective. Which Black women are you talking about? Because I don't really know (laughs) too many of them. They are not protective of the people that they care about. Not in a, these are my (laughs) possessions, but it's like, no, these people are dear to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let anything happen to them. That includes my husband, my man, my mama, my my grandmama. It's like, please stop <laughs> acting like we're not protective because we are. And it's like, you will rule the day when you come after me and mine. You will rule it. You might as well just throw yourself off a cliff right now <laughs> because that'll be a the lot. <laughs> more. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm that's going to be a lot nicer than when I
0: get my hands on you, it. right? It's one of those things where oh, the only people who I find tend to want to say that Black women aren't loyal or Black women aren't this, that, and the third, are rabble-rousers or people who are trying to uh, continue to denigrate women, Black women, to gain points with somebody that they don't need to gain favor with. Um, I saw a lot of it when all when Dolezal first, Dolezal, I saw a lot of that. Um, and it makes me sad because i know without a shadow of a doubt what my relationship is and what my wife brings to every relationship she's in personal interpersonal work whatever it is if she likes you she's riding for you and there's really nothing you can do about it um and so if someone was to tell me you know being a a son of a single mom being You know, amongst women my entire life, having so many friends and just seeing the awesomeness on Twitter, like just seeing all these wonderful black women just riding for us, riding for black men, riding for LGBTQIA folks, riding for black women. Shut the fuck up, dog. Like, just shut the fuck up when you hear Knowledge talking. Just you, you, there's no way you can step in here and say black women ain't doing everything they can to be the most sensational beings on the entire earth. And so for you to even open up your unbrushed mouth to say something denigrating about black women, it just, it makes me sad. And honestly, that's, I I brushed a lot of people off for saying that in passing and thinking that they were gonna get kudos for it. And instead they got crucified. So I'm sorry for going off on a tangent, but it's my fucking show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. White people, if you fast forward and pass that part, uh patreon.com backslash single simulcast, pay us some money, niggas. Like y'all need to hear that shit because y'all motherfuckers voted for Trump. That's it.
3: It is it okay if I um say something?
0: (laughs) No, it's not okay. Yeah, go for it. What the fuck?
3: (laughs) So there is a woman, you know, after the whole debacle that is Georgia and the fact that Stacey Abrams lost and they're looking at the demographics and they read exactly how you would think they would read in a red southern state. That Mm -hmm. is Georgia. Mm -hmm. This white woman was talking about, yeah, white women were never going to vote for Stacey Abrams. I'm like, they didn't want to vote for Hillary. So let's not even go there. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, hello massaging, hello patriarchy. Then she followed it up with this video talking about why white women are afraid of black
1: women. I saw that. And
3: yes. Girl Jessica, yes. when I said, I know this Raggedy Heifer did not just say that she was listening, like, it's because black women are so strong and we have spent our entire lives being told to be quiet. And I said, see,
1: they really this is what we though, mean. Okay.
3: Sometimes y'all need to shut the fuck up. I'm like, no, that's not why y'all scared of black women. That's not why you're scared of us. You are scared of us because you're intimidated by us and you don't like us bringing up the fact that, hello, you are white, so you are an oppressor. You think your gender identity excuses you from being an oppressor. Ladies, white ladies, you used to be co-owners of plantations. There used to be rules and laws that said, Black women could not be housewives. Those used to be laws and books in states. You would not want us to stay home. So every time you're home, being a homemaker, please know there was some black or brown woman working in your home because they couldn't stay home because it was against the law. You're not afraid of us because your husband told you to be quiet. You're afraid of us because you can't tell us to be quiet mm. and you're not ready to stand 10 toes down with me. Let's be very clear. I will literally end your life. You like, see, you should have just shut up. I don't want to see your fucking tears. And it's like, as soon as I like get you in your, uh, some black woman put you in a place, y'all turn on the works and cry. I was just, what the fuck are you crying about? You came at me wrong. See, gone are the days where you can just tell black women what to do. Now you can't. And now that's intimidating because I am considered an adult as seen as a whole
1: human being,
3: just like you. And there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And Dime now the man. whole the whole Karen uh, mentality, you know, the wolf tears, the crying wolf girl. tears, is on blast. So <laughs> there right, goes that, like, you know.
3: <laughs> girl, I put out a TikTok a few months ago. It was a stitch, and it was Aunt Karen on TikTok saying, um, "What is a conversation that white people aren't ready to have?" I'm oh, like, I that "Oh, this bit. is I a good that. one." Yeah,
2: and yeah, I yeah. said,
3: <clears> "Him." <throat> If you ask a black woman in corporate in corporate America or any woman of any like any woman of color, you ask them about a instance that they were discriminated against solely by their race, they're probably going to tell you about a time that was perpetuated by a white man. Because that's the part that y'all don't want to talk about. Y'all are oppressors too because you're white. You it's like it was not a rise of Kyles. It was Rises of Karens. Why do you think that was? These are white women. What is wrong with y'all? I'm like, yeah, you don't want to like, you don't want us to like actually point out, you know, you're an oppressor too, because you're white. Now you mad. I'm mad, Blanche.
2: These references are killing me. Because <laughs> every reference you named since I was like, it kept dinging. I was like, I know that reference. I know that reference. Yeah! <laughs> I know. And she's
3: one of my favorite Golden Girls. Dog got right right right, <laughs> right,
2: right, right, right. <laughs> just what he said. So said, I know that reference. I, I know that reference. So yeah.
0: I want to I thank y'all for joining us for an episode of Storytellers. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, real quick. I just want to say to all the brothers out
2: there, you know, we we, we, have, we have two incredibly intelligent sisters, you know, sharing important and, you know, about the things that affect a lot of us in the community. I would just encourage a lot of brothers out there. Whenever you have a, 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 a black woman in your life, no matter what role she plays in your life, fight to listen, fight to understand. Do not fight to silence her, mm-hmm. her voice because and I, I grew up understanding this very well when when a lot of atro afro centric shows and media was really trying to push black love um quite a bit during the 90s a lot of us black men wouldn't be here without the grace and love and support of a black woman so and, and i'm saying that's my own personal testimony so to my sisters here on the panel and to all the sisters out there if there's anything we can do as your as your friends, as your as your spouses, as your your partners, friends, business associates. If we can whatever we can do to fight to, to to come to the middle to understand you, please don't hesitate to let us know because we don't want your voices to continue being silenced. This narrative of black women happen to always be strong, you know, you're the only ones if they had to go through all that kind of stuff. So we want you to be able to be in your energy no, no matter where you feel comfortable. So please let us know how we can continue to support and amplify that that signal so more people can can wake up and
0: oh we lost you
3: right i okay yeah can't yeah. hear him either okay
0: you're good now go for it i think go ahead and say something liquid testing testing what's the last thing i heard me say you're good i think your your mic went out and it went to your it, uh, it went to your computer mm. mic Mm. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry about that. You're good. Uh, we heard Black Love. Um... Can I
1: talk about, can I ask okay. about the story real quick? Oh, yeah. That I thought was interesting was the characterization of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. I had to write them down when I was doing my part. George, was it George? Mm-hmm. The the Carl, the guy who had the, the song, Carl. He... uh. He went from this guy like I'm gonna lead the group on my own, you know, this is my idea to lead a group. And then we kind of we kind of put him down to where it was just like, Oh, this is her idea for mm-hmm. him to go solo. And I thought that was interesting. And also I didn't know where the story took place, so I put it in the studio, but it was in a cabin all along.
0: It still it still worked out. Mm-hmm. And um it really did. The thing mm-hmm. is, I I love the fact that we started off with this being Carl's story, mm-hmm. and pretty quickly it turned out that you know Lachey was the one who was really unleashing her dragon. Um, she had been holding it in, and and this was her coming out party. This was her solo story, and he was the backup for her. So in the end, he was the backup singer for her performance, which I thought was really really great. Um, I enjoyed the story overall. I have no complaints whatsoever. Um, Liquid, based on what you just said, I I do need to say. um, Next up on The Quiet Storm, this is uh, George Benson. With um, uh, give me the night. Uh, this is 98.2. Uh, okay, 98.2. Okay. <laughs> the hits, the hits. Well, we play all the hits,
2: <laughs> don't forget to get your
0: soul glow. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got, I'm sorry, tickets. y'all gotta uh, be cracking up, man. I'm we so got bad, tickets but. coming up for the old school jam with the... Uh,
2: clearly,
0: and. Ludicrous and Jodeci, because yes, they will both be in an old school jam now, ladies would and gentlemen. Be. Yeah, Let me 2000s. tell you, something.
3: Liquid, you need mm. to like be the MC for the New Jack Swing tour. That's probably going to be. Oh, coming you think? Soon. You
2: think? I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. If, if they can reach out to me, just just reach out to me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm everywhere. Just look up so, Professor. Now Liquid. we're gonna have You'll to find me. some
3: promoters to listen to this. I'm like, y'all should get a New Jack Swing mm. Swing um tour, and then Liquid could be the MC. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good evening, my brothers and sisters. How y'all doing out there tonight, y'all? y'all? Getting on nice and comfortable out there. Oh, see, you got me. See, you're gonna. You are going to you, me, you, me, you, me, you, me, you me, appreciate the confidence go boost friend, right there. Liquid go this. Go and
3: DM Teddy Riley. He ain't doing. <laughs> he I can't even it. plug up cords
1: for the- <laughs> i was about to make an internet okay. joke but <laughs> that's funny that
2: is funny i, I, I keep that in my system you go Yo, find this is fun. thank you for having me on uh, this is <laughs> yes, my first time
3: being a, here it's, it's brilliant incredible. so much fun
0: thank you for having me on no worries whatsoever um before we leave jessica tell them something about yourself tell them something about yes. your shows the floor is yours Yes. Well,
1: hi, I am Jessica Hodge, um, <laughs> I have a mm-hmm. show called the Flaky Foodie Podcast, we talk about food, I interview people who have unique perspectives with food, anybody from a nutritionist <laughs> to a chef, uh, yeah, yeah, come on on the show, yes, <laughs> and um, I also recently started a kind of pop-up bakery deal that I have going called Haiku Cookies. Um, we're around Tallahassee at the farmers markets, usually the Sunday ones. So check us out. It's at Haiku Cookies. And uh yeah, check me out. The Flaky Foodie on all platforms.
0: Stephanie, tell them something about yourselves, tell them something about your, your show. The floor is yours.
3: Hello, my name is Stephanie. I am a August Leo. I enjoy um, light-skinned mimosas and brunch. Kidding. Um, no, I'm not kidding. I love brunch. But I am the host of the Mocha Minutes podcast. It's a weekly topical podcast where we talk about current events, do recaps of shows and movies, or just anything that's going on on Marine right now. Um, you can find me wherever you find podcasts, except for SoundCloud, thus for rappers and DJ. Don't go there for podcasts. Also, if you feel so inclined to buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com backslash Mocha Minutes would appreciate it. Want to follow me on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the same handle at Mocha Minutes. And oh. as always, I love this.
0: Oh. oh, shit. I almost forgot until you mentioned it just now. Well, you didn't mention oh. it. But the fact that you didn't mention it made me think about it. So Twitter's oh. falling the fuck apart. Oh. Yeah. Go to blacktwitterapp.com.
3: People are following me. I'm very excited about
0: that. I'm like, ooh. Wait, wait. Follow me. You. Yeah. Definitely. That's the thing. Me. I
3: have no idea. I, like, signed up, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, me either. <laughs> uh, I'm Ratchet Book Club over there. I just decided to just utilize that one. So.
3: Yeah, that's right, because you sent me the link. That's right.
0: Yeah, so I got you. Follow me, and I got you back. But, yes, uh, black folks, uh, blacktwitterapp.com, they're putting in a lot of work, and it's, it's all grassroots so mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see it being built step by step so check that out support uh the young lady who's putting it all together um mm-hmm. and yeah that's about it liquid tell them something about yourself tell them something about your shell the floor is yours
2: oh man um, i'm not really too well versed on pitching and selling myself but i'll do my best hello everyone it's um I'm, my name is professor liquid and i am the host of the liquid wisdom podcast uh my podcast is centered around um, organic conversations and inspirational stories, with of course, with mental health. And uh, funny thing is, I know a lot of people are mental health advocates, but this is actually something that I'm dedicating my life to doing. So I'm actually going into my second year of, of grad school to become a therapist in training. So, um, walking the line between both worlds. <laughs> oh, and I guess since Twitter's falling apart, you can look up Liquid Wisdom Podcasts. Um, it's everywhere, or look up Professor Liquid. You might find me on Instagram or wherever else I'm at. But I mean, I would mention Twitter, but you know, like Twitter is falling apart, but well, but while it's there, if you want to look me up, you can.
0: (laughs) I just, I I want to let folks know that I'm very proud of liquid. Like, I think that he's phenomenal. I met him through, um, a few other folks that I know and through a right. project podcasting uh, group. Um, and I think that, that elevator pitch you just did right there was spot on. So, congratulations. Oh, appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I, appreciate um, I know that that was something that you were working on, so I wanted to make sure to mention that. I and um, Very Jessica, dope. As a caterer who does his uh, cooking primarily through sous vide, um, I would love to talk with you so yes i have ooh, a million questions about let me know when that comes so, out yes. i'd love to
2: listen and support that yes. if, be, you ever, if you ever if you ever get
0: a chance let me know if you ever if you ever get time i'd be more i i will be honored Absolutely. Yes.
2: The continuation yes. the story continues i love it mm-hmm.
0: uh so ladies and gentlemen again this is storytellers the show that proves that anyone can tell a story uh if you wish to contact us telephone number is 916-633-1537 uh the email address is Storytellerspod at gmail.com. Um you you can find the show on Twitter at Storytalespin. That is T-A-L-E because I am a Disney fan. O E-O. Um you can also O-E-A. find Exactly. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Um you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. Then you can leave a review on Podchaser and copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts, and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Uh, conversely, if you want to donate to the show, you can leave a donation at patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Uh, $1 will get you a ton of content. Um, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com sscast, or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. I would say you can leave a tip on the Twitter feed for Ratchet Book Club, but they still ain't giving me the option to put up the fucking tip jar yet. So what the fuck oh. is up with that, Twitter? The fuck?
3: It's, die, it's, it's it's Elon's fault.
0: It is. I blame him for everything. My, no, I'm not even going to get into it. Thank you all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Theme music for storytellers was provided by Revolution Void and is called Someone Else's Memories. You can find it at the Free Music Archive. This This is Single Simulcast.